Does manual treasury management and operations have your crypto business stuck in the slow lane? Scale up and speed ahead with Fireblocks, the number one platform for crypto operations and trading pros that makes custody, settlement, and rebalancing quick and easy. Visit fireblocks.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Coinbase Prime, an integrated solution that provides institutional investors with an advanced trading platform, secure custody, and prime services to manage all of their crypto assets in one place. Futuristic companies like Tesla and MicroStrategy have used Coinbase's comprehensive investing platform to execute some of the largest trades in the industry. Learn more by visiting coinbase.com prime to get started today. I'd also like to give a shout out to Cross River. Whether you're a crypto exchange, NFT marketplace, or wallet, Cross River's integrated API-based platform provides the payment solutions you need to grow. A CryptoFin industry award winner and an early partner for companies like Coinbase, Cross River's tech stack supports crypto partners and enables real-time money movement for consumers. Welcome to a new world of crypto-friendly banking at crossriver.com crypto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scoop. I'm your host, Frank Chaparro, Director of News at The Block. And today we have our very own mining research analyst, Wolfie Zhao, for The Mining Report. Wolfie, what do you got for us? <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Hey, everyone. This is Wolfie Zhao. Um, I'm a mining research analyst at The Block. And welcome back to the latest edition of The Mining Report. So... In our last episode, we kind of discussed the unprecedented growth of North American miners, especially the public miners. They collectively, I think over two dozens public miners collectively pre-ordered over a million units of ASICs that are scheduled to ship this year. And they're also building out massive you know, multi-gigawatt of power capacities throughout Americas and also elsewhere in the world. And over the past two months, there are a couple of new updates in the mining industry. And for our overview, before we go into the details, just want to quickly go through the topics. So the first one is the hardware front where we saw, you know, Bitman, MicroBD, and Intel launching a couple of new product updates. And also some of the Long-term mining holder companies have started to offload a little bit of their mining uh, Bitcoin mined reserves. Um, so that's kind of a change of the dynamics, I guess, amid the overall crypto market slump. And finally, some of the after the like, like kind of expansion twenty twenty one, the purchasing momentum for new equipment kind of relatively slowed down, while miners are taking some private loans to. You know, back those purchases from a couple of lenders in the industry. And we have seen some uptake of that activity since October last year, and they kind of continue to grow over the past quarter. So those are the main topics we're going to cover in, the, in this episode. So on the hardware front, I think there are some interesting news coming out from Bitman and MicroBT over the past two months where they launched you know, water-cooled equipment as opposed to you know traditionally air cooled fan air cooled ASIC miners that have been the default setting over the past nearly a decade of the 
ASIC era. It's kind of interesting because it's a sign of the chip efficiency growth of the industry kind of plateauing after nearly a decade of, of development. You know, from the very first ASIC miner since 2013, the industry progressed from 110 nanometers to 55, 28, 16, 12, 10, now we're seven and moving towards like five or even three nanometers in the future. You know, when Bimei launched the S9 in 2016, the, the machine was doing 90 or 100 joule per terahash. When they launched the S19 Pro just before the 2020 halving, it was doing 30 joule per terahash. So it was already one third of what it was four years ago. And now we're almost like halfway through until the next half. And, and it's kind of harder to see the chips for the next generation will be like 10 joule per hash before we reach the next halving. So it, it might be possible in, down the road, but it's just maybe taking a longer time. So that efficiency growth is kind of slowed down. And while the designers and the manufacturers, they focus on the chip technology, they also rolled out, you know, complementary like hardware solutions where they can let the customers maximize the hash rate of existing generation of equipment. And that's the point of rolling out, you know, water-cooled machines. Because when you use water-cooled, it's a better system to cool down the chips. And so that you can basically overclock the chip to make them work harder. Whereas when we were in the um, air cooling period, you can still overclock basically by like forcing the miners to work harder by increasing the voltage that goes through. But the problem of that is it's going to burn out the chips because uh, it's going to have the overheating problem. So you need to figure out a better solution to cool, cool down the miners. And, you know, before, it's funny, before Bitman actually launched the, uh, the S19 Pro Plus Hydro, which is the water-cooled machines, some of the bigger miners like Riot Blockchain, CleanSpark, they are, they're already experimenting immersion cooling systems where they use the air-cooled miners, they dismantle the fence, set up a tank filled with uh, dielectrical fluid, which is non non-conductive and then submerge the previously air-cooled machines into the tank. So try to submerge the things into a tank and then try to cool it down using fluid. And now Bayman and MicroBD are both launching, you know, water-cooled systems where you don't need to submerge anything to a tank. You just set, put them on the shelf and, you know, there's a water-cooled system that is, comes with a stock setting where you don't have to customize anything. It's come with the stock setting from the manufacturers. It's easier and, you know, just just saves you from a lot of headache of setting up yourself. So I think this is the first time I saw, like, two of the biggest manufacturers, they're both rolling out a water cool system as a complementary to their, to their existing, like, chip development business. And, you know, apart from that... We also saw Intel rolling out their next generation of mining chips that are selling to a couple of big uh, customers in the in the mining industry. There's something interesting about that to, be, to to like worth pointing out, which was 
you know, when, when Intel rolled out the first generation of chips, it was doing, it, it touted the efficiency to be 55 joule per hash. And when Intel had their own minor system, which is, you know, a system where you put 300 chips into one, the whole miner turns out to be 90 joule per terahash. So it lost a lot, big chunk of the efficiency, probably because like Intel wasn't so, you know, specialized in design the whole system. They're specialized in design the chips, but they may not be as expert as Bitman or MicroBD at this point. So when now they have rolled out the second generation of chip. So it's interesting to see like how they're going to design the system themselves. But judging from their current like go-to-market strategy, they're just going to sell the chips to the big customers. And the customers will have to figure out their own way to design the system, either themselves in-house or through OEM or ODM partner or original design manufacturer partner to figure that out. But in any case, Intel getting into the game is certainly like a net positive for the industry as a whole. It brings more attention and more expertise into the space. And that's for the hardware part. A second topic that's interesting to me over the past two months was, you know, Riot blockchain, Oracle blockchain, they have been holding all their Bitcoin mined throughout like 2021. Basically, starting from the Q4 2020, when Bitcoin kind of rallied, and you know, starting from March, Riot blockchain sold about big two hundred bitcoins, and Argo blockchain pretty much sold every bitcoin they mined over Q1 plus a little bit of their reserves from Q4. So it's not a lot compared to their current holdings of Bitcoin on their balance sheet, but it's a sign that, you know, they, they, the kind of demand for cash is still ongoing because they have aggressive expansion plan in Texas, particularly. Riot Blockchain is building, I think, three 400 megawatts of capacity, and Argo is building 200, at least, from scratch. Is that what most of the demand for cash is from, just building out in the States? Yeah, the building out and also pay for the um, the miners that are scheduled to ship because like, you will pay for you. So they they probably have already paid for a big chunk of the down payment. So when the miners get shipped, they need to pay the uh, monthly installments as well. So the build out also. So for the industry standard, I think for each megawatt of construction was it, it will be like between two hundred grand to two hundred fifty grand dollars. That's for air cooling. And as I said before, like Riot Blockchain is setting up their own immersion cooling system. So it's, it's, the cost will likely be higher than, you know, traditional air-cooled facilities. But in the meantime, I think this is also because, you know, the overall market is not doing so well. So it's not as easy as it was in 2021 to raise money from the public markets through equity or debt. And that's not to say that they are not trying. I mean, uh, Riot Blockchain filed a prospect to the SEC for at the market offering for up to $500 million selling the stocks. And some other miners are still trying to do the same. Marathon also filed a at the market offering plan um, to sell, try to sell up to, I think, $750 million from time to time. And it's funny because like, uh, I think last week, Terrible also, they announced the, uh, the proposed sales of just like $20 million through their stock offering. And the same day of the announcement, their stock crashed by like 30%. So 
I guess this speaks to the market sentiment at the moment. Uh, so like Riot and Argo have been holding all the Bitcoins throughout 2021 and didn't sell any single one at, at the top. And now they had to sell a little bit of the reserves, which is kind of not probably what they wanted, but but it just tells you that the, the demand for cash is just continues to go up. Uh, and miners are resolving this kind of ways through different strategies. And the last topic, the equipment purchase have slowed down because like, I guess the market environment is not as uh, crazy as it was in 2021. So the miners are not, we're, we're having seen like massive purchase orders from big miners in the last quarter. However, the amount of private loans uh, are still, uh, I think, continuing to grow, especially uh, as miners try to gradually like slowly expand and they try to use the loans to buy new equipment and use the new equipment as collateral and then using the the bitcoin they mine through the collateralized miner and those amount of bitcoin still goes to the collateral of the lenders and also as they pay for you know principles and interests um, that's also the way for them to to expand so i think over the past uh quarter and maybe four or five months, uh, I've seen a kind of increase among Celsius, Galaxy, Foundry Digital, and IDIC, and even BlockFi. They're offering maybe like 10 to 15% of annualized interest rate, which is higher than what they would get from the from the issuing some convertible notes for their public markets. But, you know, they get quicker uh, liquidity of cash and also to get more miners to plug into their to their uh, facility. So yeah, that's the overall uh, I think updates we have seen over the past two three months, which seemed interesting to me. Having trouble keeping pace with the crypto boom? When your business is scaling up and your portfolio is growing, you don't want to waste precious time on manual treasury management or settling in rebalancing. Fireblocks can handle that for you with smart, scalable solutions for your crypto business, along with industry-leading security and expertise. They'll take care of the back end so you can focus on the big picture. Visit fireblocks.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Coinbase Prime, an integrated solution that provides institutional investors with an advanced trading platform, secure custody, and prime services to manage all their crypto assets in one place. Coinbase Prime fully integrates crypto trading and custody on a single platform and gives clients the best all-in pricing in their network using their proprietary smart order router and algorithmic execution. Futuristic companies like Tesla and MicroStrategy have already used Coinbase's comprehensive investing platform to execute some of the largest trades in the industry. Build a unified investment portfolio with one of the most trusted names in crypto. Learn more by visiting coinbase.com prime to get started today. 
This episode is brought to you by Cross River. Building the next big thing in crypto? Then it's time to get your fiat on and off ramp solution from Cross River. Whether you're a crypto exchange, NFT marketplace, or wallet, Cross River's integrated API based platform provides the payment solutions you need to grow. Cross River is powering the future of financial services. A crypto fin industry award winner and an early partner for companies like Coinbase, Cross River's tech stack supports crypto partners and enables real-time money movement for consumers. Welcome to a new world of crypto-friendly banking. Request your fiat on and off-ramp solution now at crossriver.com slash crypto. I was just looking at the chart of the mining stocks and it's just brutal. I mean, look at this, like um, huts down. Fifteen percent over the last three months. Uh, Hive, Marathon Patent Groups down thirty nine percent over the last three months. Mm-hmm. Argos fifty four percent. Yeah, I think I some sometime last month I took a look at the volatility of the mining stocks as compared to Bitcoin's volatility since the November highs. So right, so when Bitcoin reached the the all time high in November, most of the mining stocks also reached their all time high. And at some point last month, I think Bitcoin was down less than fifty percent, but most of the a lot of the public miners they they're down like way more than that. So it's like a turbocharged sell pressure, especially for those that have you know, use uh, equity financing throughout 2021 to expand because they're holding Bitcoins. Just increased their circulating uh, outstanding shares, creating a more kind of sell pressure. But that's for the whole, the, that, that's for the companies that are holding Bitcoin. I think for some of the companies that have consistent sell, like liquidation strategy, I think they're doing, like their stock is not as volatile as, you know, those holding companies. So like Greenwich, um, CleanSpark, Stronghold Digital, Mawson. These companies, like, they have very clear strategy of selling most of the Bitcoins they mine on a regular basis. And I even I, I also noticed something that um, kind of underreported, which it wasn't a big deal, but I think it was interesting to see some kind of structured product where, like, you know, Stronghold Digital, they, they entered a deal with... Uh, with IDIG in December, where they forward sold 250 Bitcoin at the floor price of $28,000. So they got like $7 million in upfront. And the final sale will happen on September 23rd, well, September 24th this year. Based on the market price of Bitcoin on 23rd of September, less the initial sale price, which is $28,000. But subject to a like cap of eighty five point five thousand dollars. So what that means is, if Bitcoin price goes above eighty five point five thousand dollars after on September twenty third, then Stronghold will lose the upside, uh, and then IDIC will gain the profit. But if the price goes down below twenty eight thousand dollars, then then stronghold gets the like the price protection basically. So it's just like a different 
instead of like liquidating any everything at the at the spot market right now, they choose to sell like forward sell, and and depending on the what the future price will look at, which is also a different strategy of liquidation. Well, I th- I think this kind of structure is not really new in the equity market, but I think it's just it's interesting to see that you know they're they're taking that inspiration and offer some structured product in the in the for Bitcoin miners as well. Yeah, well, they need some way to mitigate the risk. Well, Wolfie, thank you so much for taking the time to fill us in on what's going on in the mining world. Once again, we've been joined today by Wolfie Zhao. Mining Research Analyst here at The Block. You can find more of Wolfie's coverage on mining in his report titled A Look at Bitcoin Mining's Private Loan Marketplace on theblockcrypto.com. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The Mining Report with Wolfie will be back for you again soon. Stay tuned.